Hello, and welcome to the Kia Coachman Basketball Podcast, where today, on April 26th, I'm joined by a very special guest, Mikhail. What's up, man? Uh, Not too much. Thank you for having me. Uh, You guys can call me Hush. Also, about that. <laughs> the, the time zone thing is really funny to me. I was about to correct you. He's in LA time. I'm in Central. So I thought we would have to start over. Um, happy Wednesday, April 27th to people who live in a real time zone whose games don't end really, really early and don't have to stay up till 2 a.m. Um, we had a great slate today. So we saw Phoenix defeat the Pelicans. We saw Memphis defeat the Timberwolves. And we saw the Heat eliminate the Atlanta Hawks. What do you want to talk about first? Wow, I like how you came in and took control of the podcast. So- <laughs> Um, I guess we should start with Miami Atlanta because that series is over now, so it's just kind of an easy thing to start with there. Mm-hmm. Miami won game five today without Kyle Lowry, without Jimmy Butler to take the series 4 1, which was my prediction. Miami in five, mm-hmm. mine too. Mm-hmm. Look at us, amazing. The chemistry is off the charts for real. So, <laughs> what do you think about this one? Um, well, the game itself kind of sucked. <laughs> like, if you guys want to recap, I know it said it was a three-point game. That was mostly just posturing at the end, mixed with DeAndre Hunter doing improbable things that became increasingly more improbable. He's amazing. Continue. Yeah. It's like flipping a coin heads, and it can't be heads again, even though it's still 50-50 each time. He was killing it. He got to the line 11 times. He was shooting crazy shots. Um, he ended up fouling out, which was a bummer because he couldn't miss. And like I said, the Hawks only lost by a possession. So it could have gone either way. But, yeah, I love that kid so much. I'm such um, a 100 fan. Yeah. Victor Oladipo, I would say, is the other positive story yeah. of this game. That's the main storyline to me. Yeah. I, I mean, what did you take away from him? How did he look to you? So I was confused that he wasn't getting minutes the whole series. Mm-hmm. Like to begin with, he finally got them in game four because Kyle Lowry was out. So those guard spot minutes opened up and his shot wasn't really falling. I don't even think he took that many shots, but he was really helping the offense flow. His playmaking was great. He was getting to the rim pretty much at will and consistently looking to kick it out and find an open guy. And that's obviously when the Miami offense is at its best, when the ball is swinging they can get it to their shooters. So he looked pretty good in game four. And then today he came out, made like three or four shots right away in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. The defense was great. He was on Trey a lot and really made Trey struggle with the help of Bam and that whole system in general. The playmaking still looked great today. Yeah, he's a so- totally different player. Um really than he's been since the injury, I feel like. Like this is not the guy who was on the Rockets, and this was not the guy who played for the Heat like in prior iterations. He yeah. said it. He didn't even play in the first three games. He's a DMPCD. And then in game four, you really nailed it. He played 23 minutes, had six points on three of 10 and four fouls, but he was a plus 28 because he just does the little things. Like He's a former all-defense player, and he's not just the shooting guard that he was or the all-NBA shooting guard that he was or the most improved player that he was. He's like a 
guard now. He's not just Jordan Clarkson or Tyler Hero. He really does it all for them. He was connecting a lot. He had four assists in 20-something minutes in the first game. Then he had three more tonight. I think six deals between the two. He's kind of awesome. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> I like I excited to see him do what he's known this whole time he's capable of doing. Yeah, I've always loved Oladipo. I was so happy in that like in 2018, Oladipo was one of my favorite players to watch. And I think it was great because he's one of the true two-way stars, or was in Indiana. Mm-hmm. His playmaking, I felt, was always underrated. But I think actually it looks even better now, his playmaking. Yeah. His scoring doesn't look like Indiana leveled, but that's to be expected. He's completely out of rhythm. And it looks pretty good anyways today. Mm-hmm. And that's what's weird is he's coming off the bench. That makes him lean into the scoring as every yeah. kind of player does as they age into a bench role. But he's been the opposite. He's evolved so much further than just scoring. Like he had eight rebounds minutes in the last game. Yeah, he's... that was like oh no, you go ahead. Um, I mean that's all I was gonna say. Oh <laughs> yeah, it was really impressive to me because it's like I thought he was gonna I it seemed like it was gonna be one of those things where he comes out, he has something to prove, like I'm going to show I can be a bucket. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to play me. I'm going to hijack the offense. Which, Yeah, I a mean, lot of players try to do that when they're trying to fight for minutes, claw for minutes. They say, look how good I can do. Yeah, exactly. But instead of doing that, he's like, no, I'm going to get my teammates involved. I'm mm-hmm. going to hustle. I'm going to attack the rim, kick out. Someone else will get the stat. But he's like, I have faith that the team will see what I'm doing is really contributing to the win, even if it doesn't show up on the box score. And yeah, I guess like, he knows his team because that's what Miami wants. Yeah, exactly. He's been around. Um, he was on the team last year. And it's cool. It's like a summer league thing. Is either heroics or the guy says, let's just win and the coaches will see. Like Exactly. And it's impressive because he started with Gabe Vincent, P.J. Tucker, Max Struess, and Bam Adebayo. And he still didn't say, let me take every single shot. And he led the team in shots, but like he had 16, three other people had 12, somebody else had 11. And he led the team with 23. They had four other guys in double figures. He were playing heat ball tonight, man. RIP to the Hawks. Yeah. One last thing before we get to the Hawks. The whole time I was watching this game, the only thing I could think of was I need the Wizards to try to go for Victor Oladipo this summer. (laughs) <laughs> whatever it takes really like, I, i'd love it what do you you invest for kcp uh kcp that i actually trust to dribble the ball yeah consistently yeah that's exactly what they needed this year you can't have yeah. kcp out there starting and also not really have a point guard yeah exactly and then also bradley yeah. beal is done for the season in february yeah, like I think Oladipo Beal could be the guards. Yeah. Like and then you get a real small forward, Chris Opskuzma. But anyway, the people aren't here for Wizards, no. even though I brought it up. It says That's a lot. Like the Wizards problems are a problem I see in the playoffs every year. Ball handling is everything. And we don't have to get basketball philosophy because we got a lot to talk about. But Oladipo, when you find a guy like that on your team in the postseason, it can change a lot for you, like overnight. Campaign ended up being that guy for the Suns 
last year. Yeah. It happens all the time. I had faith in the Heat a lot, a lot more than most people too, especially for a one seed. Same. And this is just even more encouraging to me because they lacked creation and shot getting. And now yeah, they, they lack it less. I really like the Heat. I do a lot too. I said the whole time I think they're a contender, but if Oladipo was 80% or even like 70, 75% of what he yeah. was in 2018, they become maybe the favorites to me. Yeah. Like I it, think he could really put them over the edge like that. And if today, so that's why I was so confused when he wasn't playing the first three games. I was like, maybe he's not that guy, but the reward of if he is, is like, it's so high that yeah. you're going against the HD. Just try it. I was just going to say the exact same thing. You've got time to figure stuff out. Exactly. And I can't believe that it took Jimmy and Lowry being out to do it, but I'm happy we're here because, like you said, even if he's just elite backup guard level, like who's the best backup guards? Like Tyus Jones, Monte Morris, even though Monte Morris technically he's somebody like that, the Heat gets so much better. And it yeah, seems- exactly. It seems like he's a damn good backup. Um, Today he looked a lot better than a backup. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Scary hours. Yeah, imagine that he just make this finals run, and it's like we look back at it, and the turning point was Lowry and Jimmy Butler got injured, opening the rotation for Oladipo. Yeah. And then just in the playoffs, he <laughs> you, breaks out again. <laughs> Ewing theory. I'd be so here for it. <laughs> Um, you want to move on to the Hawks? I know we talked. Yeah. They've been hurt a lot. Their season's kind of bored me and disappointed me. Okongu's been a revelation. Yeah, we talked about how awesome Hunter is. Give me your thoughts on Trey Young. He's been he's been kind of a nightmare this Struggling. series. Struggling. Yeah. yeah. He had 11 points tonight, six turnovers, six assists, two made field goals. It's not great to have three turnovers per field goal made. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like, okay, one, this is obviously a bad matchup yeah. because this Heat defense is relentless. Like that first game was, oh my God, they they suffocated them the entire time. It looked mm-hmm. like they were literally out for blood. Like they wanted to kill their opponents. So um, Trey is getting... Like, he's guarded by Jimmy. He has a switch. Thank God Jimmy's not on me. Oh, no, it's Lowry. Switch PJ Tucker. Switch Bam out of bio. So it's like, and then not just switching. They were trapping. They were hedging, mm-hmm. recovering. Like, it's, you know, you get five uh, five elite defenders on the court at once. Honestly, like, very often for this Miami team, you put them with the best coach in the league, Eric Spolstra good things are going to happen. So I don't want to, I don't want to like take too much away from Trey, but at the same time, you have to be better than this. Yeah. I feel the same way. He only got to the line one time this game, which is an absolute, I'm sorry, last game, game four, which is an absolute death sentence. That was the game they lost by 24. Mm-hmm. He had 24 turnovers in the first four games and 20, and so he'll end with 30 turnovers and 22 made field goals for a five-game series. That's what yeah. us in the industry call not great. But <laughs> at the same time, this roster could not be worse for him. He has literally nobody else who can even dribble the ball, 
Mm -hmm. John Hunter that can get his own shot, and that just happened tonight. He well, led the I team think... in scoring over the series, but the bar was yeah, really, was really low. Yeah, I was going to point out, DeAndre Hunter just led a team in scoring for an entire playoff series. Yeah, I was just going to say, I heard that from you, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy. Like, you don't even know. Dude, he went to Virginia. I am. I love that, man. Yeah, I, I've been a big fan since uh, since the draft cycle he was in. This is This is a great night for me. I don't care about the Hawks. So it doesn't matter to me that they, yeah, <laughs> that they lost. Just seeing DeAndre Hunter succeed like that was great for me, dude. And I gotta say, Onyeka Okongwu is maybe my favorite prospect in his draft a year ago. I think mm -hmm. I had him third on my board. I think my board was Ant Lamelo Okongwu Halliburton, and he barely played as a rookie. He's yeah. so awesome. My comp, I guess not my comp, but an easy comp for him is Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I tweeted it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, he's swarming. He looks like that. He might be a little more Mobley, I guess, because he's smaller and Bam's just a tank. But that's just a physique type of thing. He's a beast on the boards. He, mm -hmm. I mean, he's so good that I think they might move on from Capella. And Capella's an all-defense level center. So if they do that, I'm interested to see how they retool the team. But I feel like I'm getting a little down the rabbit hole with the Hawks here. Yeah, that's interesting. I tweeted in the beginning of the series, it feels like it's – especially because Capella was out in the beginning, so Kongu got that starting role. It mm. seems like it's Bam versus Baby Bam. Yeah. Like, you know, the up-and-coming version of him. But I actually – I think kind of the opposite. I feel like if anything – Atlanta's gonna go all in to make a big trade, and Okongwu would be one of the guys they sell high on to get that guy to pair with Trey and Capella. Well, what do you think the trade would be? I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But you like when I think of Atlanta and trade, I think of Gobert. So then I think yeah, Capella's that, automatically gone. But yeah. but then even then, Okongwu they don't need have. Gobert as much as they need. Like, who was on the market recently? Like, James Harden. Like I said, somebody else who can dribble the ball. Yeah. Pretty much. Jalen Brown would be awesome. Exactly. A so, yeah. O yeah. And Okongu can really help you go and get that. Yeah. Somebody told me Beal, and I don't even want to. That defense. <laughs> didn't want to deal with that. But, man, I would really like Okongu or Hunter on the Wizards. I can say yeah. that. Well, Okongu was supposed to be a wizard. Really? Was he supposed to fall to nine? I think so. And then, at least the way I remember it, it was kind of like a shocker that Atlanta took him because they had Capella. Yeah. But then Denny fell, and he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, Denny was supposed to be a bull at four. Like, yeah. yeah. He the was Bulls, like the surprise of the, the draft was that the Bulls took Pat Will at four. The yeah. Pistons thought they had him with what ended up being Killian Hayes at seven. Like They yeah. were like, we don't have to trade up to get Pat Will. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so shocked when the Pacers or not Pacers, Hawks passed on Danny for a Kwangu, but yeah, I, mean, I guess they're, <laughs> yeah, I guess they're right. But anyways, yeah. Okay. So enough of the eight, one series <laughs> that ended in five <laughs> games. Um, do you want to move on to Minnesota and Memphis next? Yeah. The game, the game of the night. One of the, the series of the playoffs so far. Easily, easily. 
today was the game of the night, game five. Me and you were just talking about this in prep. This is we both wanted to mm-hmm. see this. I think most people wanted to see this. Um Yeah, and if you didn't know you wanted to see it, you're so happy that you saw it. Yeah. Anything else now you're rooting you, now for? You're like, like, oh, I wanted this. Yeah, you did not actually want Clippers Grizzlies. I promise you. You wanted this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where so- where should we start? Do you wanna just I mean start over with the game itself? Yeah, okay. So I I don't even know where to start. So Cat had a good offensive game. I guess we can start with Cat since the whole storyline with him was game three, they blew that lead. He barely shot the ball. Yeah, it was he three for four the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Game four he comes out. It's very clear he's making it a point to shoot. Like he's yelling for the ball. He's driving every time he gets it, which is mm-hmm. he sold it a little bit like really yeah. tried to like show but like that's almost not better than taking less shots uh, i'd still rather <laughs> I, like i i agree but like he was harming himself a little bit and tonight he looked much more natural. balance yeah like he put up 28 and 12 which is pretty near his averages he was five for seven from three we won't talk about the seven turnovers because i still think he had a good game he did have a good game yeah, it's it's to the point where every time he shoots a three, it's like, oh, they got bailed out. Like, that's a good possession. Mm-hmm. And I actually think his defense has been surprisingly good this series, which I didn't expect at all. Yeah, one thing that's really surprised me, um, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this, is Steven Adams doesn't play. Like, he got zero minutes, TMP coach's decision, because of what Cat would do to him. But Cat played 35. Why do you think that Steven Adams doesn't play at all? Because I feel like his screening and movement and connecting. Yeah, that's a good point. I think he could give good minutes uh, in the non Yeah, even if it's the 13 non-Cat minutes. Yeah, I said non-draw. I meant non-Cat. He could give minutes because, like, you think Steven Adams not a great offensive player. He's not space. He's an amazing offensive player. He is. I've, yeah. like I've got some Steven Adams standing to get off. Yeah, like you don't notice it, but his screening opens up the floor so much. Um Mark Mark C on Twitter has like an app where you can check two man the shots come from, how efficient they are. And what it showed is when Jaw and Steven Adams are together, it's Jaw is so much more effective. He gets to his spots more. He finishes more effectively. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like at first you might think that doesn't make sense. He's not giving him more spacing, but like the positioning, the ability to seal guys and open up the paint for Jaw in that way really mm-hmm. helps the team. So I do agree with you. It feels like they could find him more when Cat's not in the game. Yeah. And being mixed bag, you know, he's having these like 10 and 11 types of games. Yeah. Obviously it today he, he had, I don't know, maybe his definitely his best game of the series today. Yeah, maybe of his playoff fun. career. He had a couple uh, great ones in the jazz series, but I can't remember specifics. Yeah. He had 30, 13 and nine with three steals, including a go ahead three to make it 107, 106 with less than a minute left, and then he had the game-winning layup with one second left on the clock, 
left hand spin one dribble oh man incredible you guys like if you've seen video highlights from this game like you saw those plays and so he's been magnificent but the first four games he really had not been he'd been a little pedestrian just because of how the game itself shifts in the playoffs and steven adams like you're saying and not to harp on him but i will harp on him because i think he's as underrated (laughs) as he gets He's like probably the best screener in the NBA. He leads the NBA in screen assists and screen assists like per 36. So it's not just volume, offensive rebounding rate and total offensive rebounding, 10th in assist percentage among all centers, third in the league in offensive rating, number one center in assist to pass percentage, number two center in screens plus screen assists. Um, and some historic stuff. This is via Steven Adams stats on Twitter, and it's the last one. <laughs> I promise. But he says he's the only player all time with 2,000 minutes, with seven with less than 2,000 minutes to get 750 rebounds, 300 offensive rebounds, and he's kind of we've seen since fill in the blank. He does so much for the Grizzlies that I know they won, but I think he should play more. Yeah, because they get they get chewed up a little bit sometimes. Like Zaire Williams is awesome, but I don't know if he's ready for the moment. John Conchar played today. I don't know why. <laughs> like <laughs> he had that one triple double, and he's cool, but you can't no, tell me that. Yeah, like Jaron Jackson. Oh, he's a story. We didn't touch on oh, him. Yeah. He fouled There's out. Of, as he fouled out in this. seventeen and a half minutes. Yeah, as we're going through this, I'm realizing there's a lot of stories to get to with this. Yeah. Like, Xavier Tillman has been getting the starts, and he played 60 minutes total, despite not having a foul, just because he had the worst plus-minus on the team as the starting center. And like we said, Jaron Jackson played 17 minutes. How does that happen? How do you foul out in 17 minutes? Because Taylor Jenkins (laughs) should not be having him on the floor like that, that relation, you know? Yeah. Okay, so um, but yeah, put Steven Adams in because he's better option. Yeah, you came prepared with the Steven Adams stuff too. I always do. Okay, so Jaron Jackson. Oh my god. He's like he's so good on defense, but he's so frustrating to watch. The fouls are insane. He's averaging over five fouls a game this series. He's averaging like barely over 20 minutes a game because of that, which Mm -hmm. is insane to foul that much with that little minutes. When he's in the game, his defense is great, like necessary as a secondary rim protector. Mm -hmm. His offense has been non-existent. Like, it's like you don't even notice he's in the game on offense. The shot's not falling. He's not really driving like that. He's inefficient. There's turnovers. He's not a playmaker. But his defensive impact is so big mm-hmm. that he's still worth it to play Yeah, when he's not fouling. Yeah. And it's so tough. Honestly, like you're saying, he's not like Tony Allen or Roberson. Roberson could do a little bit. Maybe like he's not Tony Allen or Cephalosha. <laughs> and sometimes he'll hit the threes. But he's just the most confounding player because he's like defensive player of the year or first team all defense level talent. But he's like a pretty bad rebounder. Yeah. In addition to fouling six times in 17 minutes. 
Yeah. It's just, it's so weird how that all goes together. And the Grizzlies are still a pretty good rebounding team. Another Not story of this game. Yeah. Dylan Brooks I know you're about to say. Oh. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I thought you were going to say, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I thought you were going to say another story of this game since we're speaking of the rebounding. Mm-hmm. Brandon Clark. Oh, has, yeah. He saved this team. Dude. For real. There's so much to get to with this. <laughs> yeah. 21 and 15 for Brandon Clark. What was nine it? Nine 14, offensive rebounds? Um, eight? Yeah. Eight or nine? He had nine. The rest of the team had nine combined. <laughs> and the Timberwolves had six combined. Yeah. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good for Brandon Clark. And he's also an amazing defender. He might have been – what draft was he? He was, he was 2019. He was, uh, yeah, he was with RJ Zion. I thought the Wolves Rui. were going to take him. I wanted I wanted the Wolves, the Wizards to take him at nine over Rui. I wanted the Wolves to take him, and then they traded up for Jarrett Colver instead. And then oh, he, pain. And then Brandon Clark fell to the 20s somehow. Yeah. yeah. But so he might have been the best defender in his class. He's awesome. Like he He's incredible. Carried the Gonzaga defense on his back. He played 37 minutes tonight off the bench, and that was because of JJJ's fouls and Xavier Tillman getting cooked. He's legitimately been like their third best player in the series to me. Yeah. Bane and Jaw, which Bane, by the way, is incredible Ooh, for a second yeah. year player. <laughs> Dude, for not just for a second year player at this point, like. Just in he general, would, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, he would be like a weak-ass Eastern Conference All-Star if he did this for 82 games. Yeah. like no, Even this year, he was like 18 yeah. points on like 45% from three or something. It's insane. Yeah. No, he said... Um... And then this year, he turned that into an improved candidate. Like, we had Kyle Korver yeah. make an All-Star team in 2015. Desmond like Desmond Bain is legit. Yeah, he's great. And we didn't even talk about him yet because this series is so amazing. There's just so much. And the only wizard, the only um, Wolves player we've talked about so far is Cat. Yeah, like Anthony <laughs> Edwards had two spectacular shots. That one play where we thought that was icing or to tie the game, we thought it was going to bring it to overtime. What mm-hmm. a play from Finch. Dude, it. I was confused at first. I was just about to say that. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. I was, I was like, like, are 100%. you joking? This is going for Cat. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then uh, McLaughlin hit that amazing bounce pass. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that was the play. Yeah. Like, Ant has been struggling in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. but that was the play. Get him wide open at three point in the corner. And man, I yelled. Like, I audibly, I went, <laughs> dude, same. Like, I jumped up. I jump <laughs> up a lot, I will say. I get noise complaints. <laughs> dude, too much. I remember vividly the worst one was um, 2019, first round, when Dame sent the Thunder goodbye in game oh five. Oh, my God, same. I, I like, like, ran out of my house. Dude, I jumped up and my laptop fell off my lap. Like, I got, <laughs> I had real repercussions <laughs> because of that shot from Dame. 
I was screaming, man. Like, I still think that's the greatest shot we've ever seen. But yeah, like, Ant had me yodeling in the club. I was straight up speaking Yiddish. It was, he's so awesome. And then he hit a shot earlier from the other corner. That was in the near corner, the right side. And then from the left corner, maybe a minute before. Pretty near. And yeah, those were two of his three made threes. He's just extremely nice statistically, but it's like the star thing where stars just have so much impact, even when they're having a mid game or play for their averages. Exactly. That's what's amazing about it. He was struggling, but it's like he has that if factor. It's like, yeah, he's struggling, but Mm -hmm. you're still going to run the crunch time. And he's in his second year. He's 19. Yeah. You're still going to run the offense to him at the end of the game. You're still going to draw off the last play for him to get a shot. It's amazing. Yeah. I love this guy. He he future, reminds me of Kobe in a lot of ways. Future face of the league, just like Kobe. He's like he he's got like Shaq's personality where everybody likes him, <laughs> and then he's got like the flash of whoever you want, like young LeBron. In he's terms of he's not as good as LeBron. Me. That's an insane thing to say, but <laughs> man, if he isn't fun as hell, like I could totally see two and a half years from now, this guy dropping. 25 out of 26 points on the Pistons. Oh, for sure. <laughs> if any player under 25 in the league could do that, I might pick Ant over Luca. I mean, he just he just has that it factor, that joy factor. Yeah, he has that it factor that Luca has, and I think those two have it more than anyone we've seen since Kobe. Where it's like, yeah, I don't care what the moment is at all give me the ball like i'm gonna do this and that like that's not real basketball analysis to say that but yeah like, no it's, it's a, a it's real thing unquantifiable as it gets but that doesn't make it false it yeah like it's it a any. real that thing is what it is yeah it just is what it is exactly yeah he's i mean i don't know who i'd rather have than him besides luca yeah i think luca him tatum and well zion if he's like right and yeah. everything's good yeah zion's always lurking in the back of this yeah and then for me Cade, which a lot of people wouldn't have that high for me those five are the guys under 25 that it's like yeah like yeah I, i'm getting an mvp i'm gonna win a championship with these guys yeah before the play-in i had ant and Cade neck and neck and so i try to remember that it's only been like two weeks since that point like he's played six basketball games since that point where I couldn't decide. But I, I agree with you. Kate is I'm so excited for two I years from that. now. Hopefully when the Pistons can do something, get Kate on the stage. I love him. Yeah. But okay, okay. so back to the series. Um <laughs> I'm way too I'm a Wolves like after the Wizards, I'm a Wolves fan. And they just lost this game. They kind of choked it like they were up a lot. And I'm still just like so happy talking about yeah, it. Both teams led by double digits incredible. this game. Yeah. 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 I, I'm upset. And we were just saying this that we have to wait until Friday for game six in Minnesota. Yeah. And I hope Minnesota pulls. This has to go seven. Dude, It'll be dude. such a disappointment if it doesn't. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see the crowd in Minnesota on Friday. I'm really hoping it's nuts and that Minnesota turns into a basketball town. Minneapolis, obviously. Like, they're a lot bigger than, say, Oklahoma City, but they can be that, I feel like. 
they yeah. can be the they're not actually a small market but they're a small mba market which is nation size i really I hope the team gets behind these guys because minnesota hasn't it's had a, a good sports team fun team since like the early 90s like and that was the twins and baseball sucks <laughs> Like baseball ain't a, baseball ain't a fun team, ain't a fun sport to have a good team in. Um anything else you want to touch on? I just love this series. It's I love amazing. This series. Yeah, I hope it goes nine. I could watch this for two weeks straight. Dude. If this if the whole playoffs was just these two teams, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, give like give the Warriors <laughs> the win in the second round <laughs> series and just give us seven more games of this. Nobody can advance. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we all know. I want to see one of these teams play lose. the Warriors. Would you say? I think we know whoever wins this series will lose to the Warriors. Yeah. Which is fine. So give I, the Warriors the rest. Let them do it and give us what we want. Yeah, just give us the best of 15. Yeah. Dude, I'm with it. Okay. Uh, Pelsons? Yeah, Pell Suns. Pell Suns. They played game five today. Chris Paul was clearly looking to bounce back. He was mad about that game four. Alvarado and Herb really, really got under his skin. Yeah, it um, was bad. He had, what did he have? He had four points, three rebounds, 11 assists last game. Two for eight, zero for three. Did not take a free throw. He got Alvarado in 35 minutes, and he got Alvarado. The last play before he was subbed out, which also lost me a bet on that last play, but it's okay. Um, yeah, he was not happy about that. Yeah, I mean, how many eight second violations do you think Chris Paul has had in his career? One, <laughs> two tonight. Oh, yeah, second now of the two, night. Now two. You think these are the first two? I can get realistically like all stats. I can get you technical fouls and ejections. I don't know if I can get you eight second violations. Yeah. I'd be surprised. Chris Paul's played more games than almost any point guard ever. I'd be surprised if he's got more than nine. Like he has to be in single digits. I think it has to be five or less. Yeah. And two of them were in back to back games last three days. Because of an undrafted rookie on the eight seed. Yeah. So I think Phoenix is still going to take this. They won today, 3-2. Uh, it was looking scary without Booker, but... Uh, I mean, I guess the Pelicans have a chance, but it's like... I I feel like Phoenix has it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I could see... Because the Pelicans did so many things right in a couple of these games, even when they lost, like they had a lot of good things going for them. And the Suns are really, really dependent right now without Booker on capricious role players. Like in yeah. the past two games before this one, Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, and Cameron Johnson combined for 35 and 32 points. And they were getting more shots than like Aiden and JaVale, who were combining for 43 and 37. Mm-hmm. And that can go either way. They're getting cooked in a couple other spots on rebounding specifically. It was 48 rebounds a game for the Pels versus 36 a game for the Suns. Like, that's a third. Like, that's a massive difference. The Suns were shooting 29% from three, which is pitiful. 
And in game four, the one that the Pels won, they shot 42 free throws. Like the Suns have kind of been all over the place. And a lot of times the Pelicans have looked like, I don't want to say the veteran team or the better coach team, but they've been here for a team. Not been yeah. here I think team a lot of three that rookies is... major minutes. Yeah, and I think, I think a lot, a lot of that, of that is it's Brandon Ingram, who looks like, I mean, an absolute star. Yeah. He's been killing it in this year. Like, the actual play has been incredible. And the demeanor, it's just like, he looks like he has that it factor, which I don't think he's as good as, like, the superstars in the league, but he's carrying himself that way in this series. It's like, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing to watch. Yeah, I've never, we were just talking about how amazing Ant is in his first playoffs. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody who you would expect less for it to be their first playoffs. Yeah, exactly. He's, I mean, he looks like a vet. He looks like Jason Tatum's older than him, or they're the same? They're both 24? Yeah. He's been in the playoffs every year of his career. Yeah. He's like, I mean, he looks as veteran and used to it as Tatum, if not more. Like, the dude's unfazable. He's a killer. Yeah. Killer. I know we overuse that word, but he's like one of the first players I'll think of when I think of an assassin. 100%. And yeah. So in that sense, I don't know. Do you think he's the best player in the series without Booker? Um, I think because if 48 he... minutes, he will probably look the best. But mm-hmm. I think for the last 12 or whatever, when you have an even game, mm-hmm. Chris Paul will be the best player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause Chris Paul can do more things like in a vacuum. You might say basketball player Ingram could win, but Chris Paul impacts winning more and that's makes you better. Yeah. I hate, like- I hate the impacts winning thing, but if Chris Paul helps you more, he's a better player. Yeah. It's like, at the end of the I game. see how you mean. It's like it's not even an end of the game thing. It's just say he can't at this age consistently be a top ten player in the league anymore. Yeah, but he still has it in him for stretches, which yeah. happened in game three, where he yeah. just he just looked to get everyone else involved. DeAndre Aiden, that's the big storyline to me. He's looked fantastic. He was feeding him, so they kind of just like stayed in the game. They're finding their shooters, and then. That fourth quarter came, and Chris Paul looked like the best player on the planet for mm-hmm. eight minutes, and it was over. Yeah, yeah. No, Chris Paul might be the best clutch time player ever. Legitimately feels that he, way. This every team, every single Chris Paul team like finishes in a top four seed because he dominates clutch time. You know those stats every year yeah. about um, clutch time records for each yeah. team. Yeah. Whenever a game reaches clutch time. Five points, five minutes. Chris Paul teams are always the best. Every and year. that that gets you what six wins difference. I think twelve this wins year, difference. If you're like the best at it versus the worst at it, Chris Paul wins that every year, and it shows up in the playoffs. Yeah, and this year they wanted like the Suns have that title by a lot. I don't remember mm. the exact numbers, but I remember looking at it, and it's like. I think a majority of their games come within clutch time, and yet they still have the best record in the league by a lot. Yeah. 
No, 64 wins is the seventh best record ever. With injuries. Yeah. And yeah. so it's to a point where it's like, if it's an even with six minutes left, you feel pretty good staying this time. 80% chance of winning the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's the swing factor. In an even game, it's not even if one team has Chris Paul. Exactly. And Mikel Bridges, we've got to shout him out. He played 47 out of 48 minutes tonight, and he had 31 points. Career-high four blocks, regular season or postseason. 12 of 17, he had all four of his threes. He had back-to-back game-sealing dunks in the mm-hmm. final minute. They ended up winning by 15. These were daggers that probably put them from like 9 to 11 or 11 to 13. But yeah. like I said, he, Jay Crowder, and Cam Johnson combined for 32 last game and he had 31 by himself tonight cam johnson had eight tonight crowder had nine if all three of those guys brick and it kind of seems like they can and they have i give the pelt a chance to win game six but i don't know if that means i would pick them like a good chance doesn't mean greater than 50 percent chance do you think there's any chance phoenix loses this series there's a chance i don't want to accept it because I really want Chris Paul to get his ring. I mean, it's very possible, mm. though. Ingram uh, goes off again game six. Chris Paul's clearly getting worn down. Like, getting picked up full court is taking a toll on him. He's hands on his knees, exhausted. I think he had, like, an extra extended rest on the bench in the second half. Apparently, yeah. he has, like, a finger problem in his left hand. He's He's getting worn down, no doubt, so... The Pelicans definitely have a chance, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. and I will say, I don't see the vision with campaign. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't. And it's easy to say that. But I kind of always have. And he's not awful. He's not a bad player. But today, we were talking about Sharon Jackson. Campaign fouled out in 11 minutes, 54 seconds. (laughs) And because of that... Chris Paul played 39 minutes tonight, which I believe is his series high. And that just can't happen. Even if campaign's going to play badly and he didn't play terribly, but he's got to play more than 12 minutes. Yeah. And that's really rough. The Suns are low key looking quite thin Mm -hmm. outside of the five starters. They only had two guys. And it's, and it was campaigns 11 after fouling out. Janet, mostly because campaign fouled out. Yeah, and Jay Crowder had five fouls. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of... Yeah, and like we said, they... So there's definitely ways for the Pelicans to force a game seven, and I guess anything can happen. Yeah, no doubt. One last thought I have on this. I don't have any stats to back this up, so I don't know if it's true, but something I've just noticed is it feels like Jay Crowder is like the most streaky player in the league, mm-hmm. and his team's success directly correlates with if he's hitting his shots or not. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> just that too? he's for some reason like the biggest momentum swinger. It's yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like Jay Crowder hitting a three will amp up the team, like. When you see a high school team on senior night 
like the um like the the uniform kid like the three and then everybody like loses it and they carry him off the court like jay crowder hits a three and like the other team automatically calls a timeout like it's like like you're in trouble (laughs) i'm sure he's like an elite plus minus player Mm-hmm. You bring him in, and you know he's giving you defense every night. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. Oh, yeah, and that part's exactly. He's going to play great defense on the other team's best wing. Exactly. And then so on the other end, it's just, is it the night where he's hitting a catch-and-shoot three, but, like, not an open catch-and-shoot three, like two guys for some reason have their hands in his yeah, face, like, and, he's yeah. still take, and he hit, like, two of those today. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew they won. Yeah. But... It can also be that game where it's like he's wide open, like no one's within fifteen feet of him, and it's just way off. Yeah, and then yeah, it feels just... like the team always loses if that's the case. Yeah, exactly. He's just running. Tony Snell. Yeah, I'd love to what... see the stats on that because because what's wild and how you know is Jay Crowder hit three two pointers. <laughs> which that doesn't happen one season in Jay Crowder's career has he averaged three two pointers made per game he yeah. like takes more threes than twos every season and averages more threes than twos over his career like he set at 40% field goals made the past like five or four he just not really an offensive player yeah but if you let him hit three two pointers, everything's breaking down. I don't ever want to see him dribble. <laughs> so yeah, like you're probably right. It's that it's an avalanche. Yeah, it it just feels like they automatically three, three win two tonight. He's Mister Force a timeout. You just can't let him get loose. Yeah, and then again on defense, Marquette grad. And... By the way, I love him. I would love him anyways, but I gotta plug it. Go ahead. <laughs> And then on defense, him, Mikal, and then even Cam Johnson as those three wings slash forwards. Chris Paul, like, mm-hmm. communicating everything. DeAndre Hayden looks so much better on defense now. He looks like a legitimate anchor. Yeah. Jay Crowder really – I mean, we're, we're making jokes, but he unlocks a lot for that team. Like, he's important. He's a great player. Yeah. No, he is. And we see guys like that matter – this not a coincidence that we see and talk about Jay Crowder every playoffs for at least three weeks. Yeah. Because good teams have him. Good teams have PJ Tucker's. Good teams have Bruce Brown. Shout out to Bruce Brown that he's already in this Amazing. tier. But all good teams, like they employ guys like this. One of those guys. And we know that already yeah. as a rookie, which is nuts. He matters a lot. Yeah. He unlocks a lot, which you can do. Exactly. And we talk about Roberson. Roberson's kind of a household name. Like, why? Because every well, he team looks like this. incredible on defense. Yeah. But no, yeah. he's better than any of the guys I just said at defense. Yeah. And worse but, on offense. But yeah. That's but his, I don't know if he ever scored 20 points in a game. Like, <laughs> probably not. I think I, think I, I saw I that. Somebody said that, that he had never scored 20 or it was 25. And just like ruin my day. So you didn't, it's unnecessary. There's no reason for this. Okay. So I think that's enough on that. But Jay Crowder, man. Yeah. Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah. Deservedly. Give him his flowers while he's still here. Yeah. 
Um, what's next? Okay. Let's just bounce around the other series from here. The Celtic that's yesterday completing a sweep. I don't want to talk about this. I've thought and talked about this way too much. Yeah. I still running back here. It's yeah. We don't need to talk about that series. I do have a pod coming, which I am going to plug with my friend Mark Light about the next. It's a look back. It's a farewell. So we're going to be talking about fun things that the Nets did. We're not going to talk about the vaccine. We're not going to talk about Ben Simmons. We're going to talk about farewell. We had, we had a nice time. Yeah, we're going to talk about Kevin Durant's heroics. Or we're going to talk about the 10 games Kyrie played and was awesome. And we'll talk what? about James Harding carrying a team with one hamstring. There was one be fun. before Kevin Durant went out. Yeah. Then everything exploded. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Kia, you're... Kevin Durant, best player in the world, Hive. I am. Yeah. So um, I know you, I know you'll get appreciation of it. But yeah, we don't need to talk about the Nets. Everybody knows what the Celtics are. The Celtics, the worst kept, alleged best kept secret ever. People like <laughs> think they're geniuses for thinking the Celtics are good. It's like everybody understands that they're probably the odds-on title favorite at this point. I think um, so. But yeah, they're going to play the Bucks, which is yeah, going to be awesome. Bulls, Bulls lost I'm by like sorry. 30, 40. Without Chris Middleton, it's over. Yeah, they didn't even score 90. Like, if your scoring starts with an eight, like, that should count as a loss and a half. Yeah, so they had a pretty successful season for what it was. Sad oh, yeah. Alonzo was injured. Caruso missed time. Levine played injured. They'll run it back next year. I think they'll be better. We don't oh, need to yeah. spend time on them. I'm really looking forward to farewelling the Bulls season. They're... They overperformed so much, and they're so much fun. DeMar DeRozan is one of my favorite players. Um, Bucks yeah, and Celtics is going to be awesome. I feel like whoever wins that will be the title favorite. I'm going to be honest. I clearly have the Celtics winning that one, personally. Especially, I think if Middleton was playing, it's like seven games can go either way. Without him, I feel like this is a six-game series where Boston's like in control. Yeah, I agree. Chris Middleton's not too hurt. Oh, if he I comes believe... back and he's fine, then it's different. Yeah, so he was injured on April 20th. He gets reevaluated in two weeks, mm-hmm. and likely about a three-week return. So it's been one week. Two weeks will be May 4th, and I don't know when the series starts. But, I mean, we saw Rob Will come back already. Yeah. Like, so... I low-key don't expect Middleton to miss more than two games. Uh, not so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I would change my prediction either, but I would pick the healthy Bucks over the Celtics, I think. I think I'd take the Celtics over the healthy Bucks, but if Middleton comes back in two games, I think it'd probably go seven. Yeah. And can go either way, no doubt. Yeah, because they don't have to steal one of the first two. Make it a three-game yeah. series. Um, but Heat, I don't want to um, pontificate too much on the impending 3-0 collapse. That hasn't happened for a reason. I, think I don't think Philly's it, the worst team. We should mention it. I don't think Toronto's good enough to do it almost I don't as think much so as I have got a lot of faith in Philly. I don't mean to disrespect Toronto, but, like, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is what I'll say about this. I had Philly winning the series. Yeah, I had them winning in five. 
and they I, were up 3-0, and I was like, well, yeah, this is what was supposed to happen. Yeah, but I think then Embiid it, gets hurt. It seemed a little ridiculous to me how much people were choosing Toronto. Dude, it was out of hand. I yeah. really think I really think the Galaxy brain got loose a little much. Yeah, but Harden doesn't look great. Embiid is hurt. Nick Nurse is a much better coach than Doc Rivers. Yeah. Even though Doc Rivers, for the first half of this series, I think outcoached him. That's changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday, the Raptors guys were just taking turns going out and beat on defense, which is just like, what? What am yeah. I doing? Precious Achua got the ball on the perimeter multiple times and targeted Joel Embiid. So that seems like... Yeah, your defensive anchor, like an all-defense level guy... Tobias Harris can't do it all. Yeah. But help Tobias Harris, man. Free Tobias Harris. I love that get, guy. Get him some defenders. Give Matisse Thibel a vaccine. Oh, I that's think... another thing. Game six, the next one um, on Thursday is in Toronto. So that's no Thibel, which means the defense is going to be just as cooked. More cooked because Thibel played in the loss. Yeah. So, yeah. The... I, like you said, there's some bad factors at play. Yeah, the Sixers should win this, no doubt. Mm. But it does kind of feel like the factors are adding up and yeah. the momentum is coming for the first 3-0 comeback ever. I still would definitely take the Sixers, but... I don't pick it. I'm picking Philly in this game, and I would pick them in a game seven. Yeah, I would too, but I think but, it's worth the mention. Yeah. No, Toronto is getting mopped um, by Miami. And if Philly is this team, then they're getting cooked by Miami too. Yeah. Um, I've been pretty Phoenix, early, but this is like Embiid's hurt. Harden doesn't look like he'll be able to score on anyone in Miami. Yeah, Harden's playing hurt. Yeah. I don't think he said it, but he clearly is. To me, I feel pretty good about predicting a 2020 Eastern Conference Finals Part 2 Celtics Heat. The, oh, wow, I just realized that would be, like, the two best defenses we've seen in years. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, please tell me we get a game where both teams are in the 80s. Like I was just saying about the Bulls, how bad it is. I want some 4 finals. I want some 3 finals. Yeah. So, like, the Bucks and 05. the Sixers can make the Eastern Conference finals. Definitely can. I don't want to rule them out. I would take, at this point, the Celtics and the Heat. Yeah, I agree, and it sucks because fully healthy, I would take the opposite. I would take the Sixers and the Bucks. I think I would take the Sixers and the Celtics, but yeah, still. Yeah, I had the Sixers winning it all. I want Harden to get that ring so badly, and it'd be so cool to, for him to beat the Warriors in doing it. Or Harden for him fall for the first ring. Yeah, Harden getting that Finals MVP that Steph never had. Oh man, <laughs> so much greatness there. Um, so, so of that, do you want to move Phoenix? To go ahead. Well, speaking of that, do you want to just move to the Warriors really quickly? Yeah, like well, a that's one- true. They play tomorrow. Chance to eliminate Denver. They it's should a home game. Like, Jokic has been great. The Warriors should win this series tomorrow. Yeah, I hope they don't. I hope Denver yeah. keeps putting it down on them. But yeah, 
Golden State looks like the best team in the West. Yeah, with Phoenix being injured, definitely. And I mean, if Phoenix is healthy, that's a seven-game series, which I need. That's part yeah. of the reason I want the Suns to beat the Pelicans. A healthy Suns versus Warriors conference finals will be the greatest gift to basketball ever. In Honestly. My- yeah. We'll have had more star power and maybe more giant moments, but I don't know about like much better. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like it's it's like LeBron versus Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry. It's not like that, but it's like the X's and O's, the chemistry, both of them are such like flawless systems. Like they have identities, they know what they're doing. I need that. Dude, in the history too, like Chris Paul. Has played the Warriors a couple of times yeah, versus like, Curry. Just, just Draymond and Chris Paul in the same series. How could you oh not root for that? Two of the <laughs> biggest basketball geniuses, but also mm-hmm. agitators ever. Oh yeah. If you're not rooting for that, we're not on the same team. Clay versus Landry Shamit for who's the best shooting guard in the world? Best shooting <laughs> shooting guard, I should say. I don't think. I mean, Damage there, but it's okay. <laughs> the storyline, like Steph versus campaign for the best bench point guard, that's going to be something. <laughs> I I really want to see how far Steph off the bench can ride out. I don't because the season series. It's an interesting wrinkle, man. <laughs> like I know Denver's the worst team in the playoffs, but like nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever put a legitimate MVP on the bench. Well, did you see when they interviewed him about it? Um, I heard people talking about it, but I didn't hear it. He basically just said, like, you know, I just wanted to show that someone's going to have to come off the bench because I don't think they're going to start Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole. Yeah. Because they don't like starting Draymond at five, which means Looney's going to probably be there, and they need yeah. Wiggins for the defense. So one of those three guards goes to the bench. He was like, it's going to be a tough decision. Someone's going to have to go to the bench. I just wanted to be a leader and show that it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Respect for that. That's incredible. I don't know how many people would do that. Dude. Yeah, truly. And we've seen guys whine about it. We've seen guys like like Carmelo like really be taken aback by that. They're just yeah. like, that can't be me. And I don't want to pick on Carmelo. This is one example. But like, it can hurt your team. And Jordan Poole switching with Steph wouldn't hurt the team. But, yeah, I mean, Steph's a king. He's the man. Yeah, that's great leadership. And then also, um, thing on this, this Nuggets team should not be here. Yeah. I hate the Jokic slander because it's like, man, how do you watch this and think so other than this guy's incredible, the fact that they're even here. Dude, like the 07 Cavs. Yeah. He's yeah, he's special. I don't like take anything away from his MVP. He was MVP last year and deserved it, and he was better this year. Yeah. Uh Dallas, Utah. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh I think this is done. I that game it just feels four, like it. Yeah, that game four gave me a lot of hope. Utah looked energized on defense. They were recovering. They were actually like playing on defense finally. Mm. Donovan Mitchell was really he didn't have a great game but his clutch time decision making was and I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan but that's been his biggest weakness all season the defense and the decision making in the clutch 
Both of those were much better in this game. They iced it on that lob from him to Rudy, which is like so symbolic because, you know, yeah. and they hate each other. I was tied series. This is going to go seven. It can go either way. Is this the revival of the Jazz? And then they lost by like 30 yesterday and Mitchell got hurt. He might play, but it's done, in my opinion. I. You didn't say anything wrong, but I'm still going to disagree with you because I don't want the Jazz to be done. I believe in Gobert and Mitchell so much because there's really no reason it shouldn't work. Like, it's not a fit question. Like, there were legitimate questions about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. It's like awesome scoring shooting guard and best defender in the league who plays center and is a foot taller than him. There's no overlap. There's nothing about that that doesn't work. It's just that they haven't won because their ancillary pieces are garbage, except for Mike Conley part of last year. They've got no wing defenders. They've got really nobody else who can get their own shot except Jordan Clarkson, who's... Boyan is like half of both. Yeah. Like 75% of a shot creator and 25% of a wing defender. I don't know about 20. He comes and goes Yeah. on defense. I'm really high on him, so I agree. Yeah, I love Boyan. I think but he's... like Joe Ingles had to do so much, and we saw them get cooked by the Clippers without Kawhi. They didn't even go seven games, and they were the one seed. Because they just had such obvious holes. And they haven't fixed those. And fix it. Like they had the problem in the bubble. They had it last year. All they did was sign 35 year old Rudy Gay this year, who's a DMP. And it shows up. Whiteside's cool. Whiteside hadn't been bad, but he's a backup to like some dude who might be a best player. So he's playing 13 minutes a game. That doesn't really help. Yeah. So. I don't want Utah to be done because they're so fixable. Like they're so like Jared Butler, if he turns out to be good, they can get a guy like Kyle Kuzma and then they can get, I mean, who's another prototypical person that they could throw in there like Wiggins. Like they're the best shooting team in the league already. You can give up some of that and patch your holes and you've got the best defense in the league. If you do it right, cause you have the best defender. Mitchell's a good enough scorer. He can do what very few guys can, and he can do he's, it enough. What'd you say? He's amazing. I love him. Yeah, no, and he set those playoff records like yeah. two years ago when he was even younger than he is now, and he's still super young. And he's gotten better, like yeah. concretely better. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to end up really high on the all-time scoring list, even though he went to college for three years just because he came out averaging 20 and does it so consistently. Yeah. To me, yeah, just, I buy so much of the Jazz that I don't want them to be done. I like this Jazz team. I really like Boyan. I love Donovan Mitchell. I even like Gobert. It's just, like, sad for me to talk about them. I don't know. It feels, would, like, it feels like something's broken, like yeah. they need a, a change. And I think there will be a change this offseason. I want the most success for Donovan Mitchell. I want Rudy to have a successful situation. I think one is gone, like for sure, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think it has to be Gobert because Mitchell's younger and he scores. But, dude, it's such a bummer. I Like, Mitchell's 25 or 26, and it feels like he would be almost as deserving as it gets if they finally get over the hump. Like, Chris yeah. Paul is 36, and we're like, he needs it. 
three. It's like he needs it. Like Donovan Mitchell's like yeah. twenty five, and it's like, dude, he's been. Yeah, <laughs> the game is doing Donovan Mitchell dirty. I'm just rooting for them a lot, and I live in Dallas. Like, get this team a parade. They're awesome. I got no beast with them winning. It benefits me more if Dallas wins. <laughs> I just like Utah. Um, but yeah, either of those teams loses to the healthy Suns, right? Yeah, but I think the Mavs really scared the not healthy Suns. Or the Oh yeah, I think the Mavs scare the not healthy Suns more. Yeah, I think a Devin Booker comes back in game three, Suns is really shaking at playing the Mavs. Actually, I don't know, because Luca cooked the Clippers. I was going to say Bridges and Crowder and everybody's a lot to throw at Luca. It but doesn't matter. Yeah, we saw Luca like, make a case for best player in the world going against Paul George and Kawhi and Nick Batum and Marcus yeah. Morris. Like, throw whoever. So if that's, yeah, if that's Phoenix's best advantage, Luca might just transcend that. So, yeah. Yeah, Dallas is pretty scary. Um, but I think either of those teams loses in the conference finals to the Warriors. And Agreed. sorry to Memphis and Minnesota, but you're not going to beat the Warriors. Yeah, to me, I looked at it coming into this playoffs. The East has five teams. The West has two and a half. Um, Who's a half? Golden State. And then the half to me is Dallas. Like You if, consider Dallas a half? At the time I did. I was like, oh, if this... Curry injury is a real thing. Draymond doesn't look fully back. I, yeah. I said fair. there's no way they would be Phoenix, but if Phoenix is injured, then that's their break. Yeah. But yeah, I, at this point, I don't see them beating healthy Phoenix, and I definitely don't see them beating the Warriors. So. Yeah. But, okay, I understand your point, because since Jokic barely counts, like, Luka's kind of that's less player in the playoffs, and that says a lot. Well, I mean, and that so means Curry. a lot. I think he's better than Curry. I think he could go either way. Part yeah. of me just feels like every time I watch Luca, he's just the best player in the league by a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm like, that can't be true. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know Cl- what more to say about that. So tough for sample size and things because. I wouldn't say Steph makes his teammates better, but it's easier for teammates to succeed around Steph, I feel like. Like, Steph no, doing does. less. Huh? I think he just straight up does make his teammates better. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because he'll average three or whatever less assists. Yeah. And get less rebounds. But, yeah, teammates play better around him. And Lucas had way worse teammates, so that might not be a fair criticism. Oh, but... In, in comparison to Luca, oh, oh yeah, no Steph, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Steph but... certainly does make his teammates better. He yeah. might make his teammates like, if any superstar scored zero points, I think I might venture to say that Steph still did the most for his team. Yeah, I would say because like, like oh. gravity is kind of misconstrued and maybe overrated, but Steph warps defenses. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Obviously, Draymond scoring zero points or Gobert scoring zero points isn't the same thing. Yeah. That's not how I, I mean. Don't, uh, I don't know who I would take with Steph and Luca, but it's it's a thing. It's like a conversation. Yeah. 
So yeah, there's yeah. like there's a chance that for any two series is Luca is just the best player in the West. Yeah. But um I still don't see them winning. So we won't get into matchups because there's too many. Who do you think wins the finals, East or West? And we'll end it on there. I think I have to say West, but it, let me talk about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I think healthy Phoenix is the best team still. I choose them to win. Mm. Unhealthy Phoenix, obviously then Golden State goes to the finals. I think Boston actually is a great matchup for Golden State because so much of their offense isn't about like like they have shot making, obviously. Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay. Mm. So much of what makes their offense successful isn't that. It's just like how there's so much movement, there's so much going on that it confuses defenses. There's a miscommunication and then someone's open. Yeah. Boston will switch everything one through five. And then there just are no they're like they're so polished on defense. I don't think they'll have those miscommunications. Yeah. I think Phoenix and Boston are the two teams where it's like they they won't break down. Like, they won't make those mistakes. Mm. So, I guess what I would say is I think healthy Phoenix beats anyone. I think Golden State could beat anyone, but I would probably choose Boston over them in a series. But... I could still see Golden State. <laughs> yeah. Win. Yeah. My short answer is West. Um, but you're right. We saw Cleveland with the switch everything model giving Golden State trouble. And their defenders were Close. Richard Jefferson, um, <laughs> Amon Shumpert, J.R. Smith. And all those guys are better defenders than we think or better defenders than we would gather from just saying their names. But Boston's the best defense in several years, not yeah. just this year. They're a better defense than I don't even know. Like, I don't know how many defenses Golden State's ever played that's better than Boston. So, yeah, that's tough. But, yeah, my answer is West. Giannis yeah. would give – I want to see Giannis and Draymond in a series so badly. Oh, that's – Draymond always wins. Like, Draymond's defensive matchup, like, Draymond always gets the better of it. He's, but Draymond versus run and dunk man is something else, especially finals Giannis. Yeah. Like clinching game, Giannis is one of the best basketball games I've ever seen played. 50 points, yeah, 14 that, rebounds, like five or six blocks, like 17 free throws. Yeah, and I think the Suns didn't really have I've never seen that. Uh, I think there's some audio issues, but I don't think the Suns really had the personnel but at the same time, 50 points to win the finals. Like, Dude. those plays at the end, that block was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Dude, Drew Holiday at the very, very end. Yeah. I was, oh man, I was in Milwaukee for about half of that series. And the electricity in the air. Yeah. I'm biased, though. I shouldn't say biased. So I, I like the city. The team, except we're gonna lose all the time. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like we both say West in short. Yeah, one okay. word you have to say. Okay, all right. Um, anything else? Okay. Well, I just wanted to say, um, 
you're good at podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Podcast, and I felt like for most of the time you were interviewing me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I practice, you know. I was telling you off air, I take a lot of notes because notes help. And I listen to a lot of pods. If you don't listen to pods, go listen to more pods because everybody is good at this. Yeah, I was like, there's all day. There's some amazing stuff out there. Like, you can never stop finding it. I feel like I learned so much from pods. And I used to never listen to them because I was like, if I'm not listening to music, then what am I doing? <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate that a lot because I was fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. I have to say that. This has been a blast. And if y'all yeah. listeners didn't know, what'd you say? I think this is my favorite episode I've had. Damn. I'm tearing up over here. Didn't know, by the way, Kia and I have never met and we've never even spoken on the phone until today, like 20 minutes before yeah. we started recording. Yeah. I think 30. Yeah, 30 minutes exactly of talking before this podcast. Yeah, yeah we timed I forgot. It, <laughs> I forgot to ask what name to call you in the pod, which is usually... He didn't even know my name. He didn't even know my name when we started potting. Look at us. The only thing I say before I start a podcast is, how should I introduce you? And then I start. Mm. Um, I just went off your Twitter name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, so he's, I mean, he's as good at this as I am. You, <laughs> thank you are, you got a gift. Thank you. Um, all right, I have been Hush. This has been Kia. Wait, wait. Want... I have a little intro here. Or outro. Yeah, t- <laughs> that's what I'm trying to take us home, please. That's what I was trying to get to. Do you have any last things to say? Um, <laughs> oh, I've got a lot. I'll end it with Malcolm Brogdon as a wizard. Game one of next season. Hey, I'm not opposed. Okay, so this is a great episode, as we just talked about for the past five minutes. Let yep. the viewers know where they can find you. Um, Twitter. Just hit me on Twitter. At Hoops Mikel. Hoops is the sport. Mikel, M-I-K-A-L, like Bridges, which is ironic because I don't stand him kind of at all. I feel like if my Twitter name was Hoops Campaign. But yeah, Hoops Mikel. That's it. Wait, is Mikel your name? Because I'm kind of confused now. Um, I mean, my name's Hush. My real name is Michael, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, I called you Michaela because I just assumed. Okay. Yeah. Hoops Michael was taken, so I just got cute with the spelling. Okay. Thank you for coming on. Everyone, Thank go you. follow him there. This was a great episode, man. Let's do it again. Definitely. Definitely. See you. Peace.